magic lamp. Wonder what happens when I rub it. You have awakened me. I shall grant you three wishes. My first wish is for economic development. My second wish is to save hours of travel time. And my third wish is to create safer roads. You could have just wished for bus rapid transit and gotten all these things with one wish. Make all your transit wishes come true. Learn more about bus rapid transit at indigo.net slash bus dash rapid dash transit. So I can't figure out if this contract extension is the big money or just a big placeholder. Either way, Miles Turner remains with the Pacers. $30 million a year. JMV joins us from 93.5-1075. The fan right here in Indianapolis, the sports guru of a nation. And I want to start uh, with the Pacers, who thankfully are starting to turn some things around. But this contract extension, is this to you a level of commitment or is this to you it was better to have him and not and actually 30 million a year might very well be a deal well it's uh, better than having him right now and not it also tony provides you a couple of years of time to figure out exactly uh what you have and then how you continue to piece this thing together it's all really about the building process of this team and they felt because if you remember going back to the they signed to an offer sheet as a restricted free agent, DeAndre Ayton, the big man in Phoenix, and then ultimately Phoenix uh, decided to match that, and Ayton went back there. So there was some questions whether or not Miles was going to be in the future plans. I think, again, the combination of Miles and Tyrese Halliburton, he's been injured, but I think he's going to come back uh, in the latter portions of this week. Uh, what they have seen there certainly, I think, is the reason, one of the reasons, the main reason why – uh, we see this. But what it does do, it buys them time. They had salary cap space, so you can up his salary, renegotiate up it this year. And then really, I think he goes back-to-back years in those next two, Tony, of 19 mil, uh, 19 mil, or 18 and 19 mil, something like that. And those those numbers are really team-friendly right here. So you're going to look at the 35, and you're going to go, oh, wow, they had the space. But what they're really doing is they're buying themselves a little bit more time to help continue to build with this team. And they were hesitant about knowing what they were going to do with Miles at the beginning of the season. His production and his relationship with Halliburton has helped change their mind. And this continues to give them a little bit more time to help build around what they believe the epicenter of this team and the future is going to be, Tony. Let's move it out of the Pacers and into the college ranks because when we take a look at this IU team, The loss at Iowa, the loss at Northwestern, the loss at Penn State, only to turn around and defeat Wisconsin, defeat Illinois, defeat Michigan State, defeat Minnesota, defeat Ohio State. It's a five-game win streak for the Hoosiers. They still haven't cracked the top 25, which I don't quite understand, but this is a nice, impressive run as they get ready to take on Maryland, and this weekend take on Purdue in Bloomington no there's no doubt about that too I mean I thought it was real after that third win in a row against Michigan State but they've upped the ante certainly with this uh where they are right now and the the impressive five game streak that they have considering to Tony where we thought this team was after that Penn State game and going into the Wisconsin game but I think you start on the defensive end they're playing much better defensively more in Fired from the beginning of the game defensively. Don't get me wrong. They still have offensive holes in their game, not named Trace Jackson Davis, as we saw in Minnesota. 
back on Wednesday of last week. They still have offensive holes there that are much better filled at home for guys like Tamar Bates and others than they are on the road. That's something where they're going to have to find a breakthrough on the road, at least with others helping out Trace. But it starts on the defensive end. They're getting a lot of help, especially for Trace. Uh, when you're talking about home games, as we saw Saturday night against Ohio State. And as you mentioned, if they can stay clean, they've got Maryland coming up on Tuesday. Purdue has Penn State coming up on Wednesday. Everybody stays clean. We should have one humdinger in Bloomington coming up on Saturday between Purdue and IU. Looking at Purdue, you take a look at their their last few wins, and some of them are, I mean, are squeakers. Sure, Minnesota at sixty one thirty nine, it's 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 destruction. But they win by three against Maryland. They win by one uh, at Michigan State. They only win by five at Michigan. Uh, it was a much different conversation Saturday against Michigan State. They are the number one team uh, in 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 the NCAA. Uh, but do the squeakers bother you? Do they concern you? Does it concern uh, Matt Painter? No, you know what? He may think of it differently. Um, you and I can stay on the same page with this right here. I, I love the fact when a team takes care of single possession games and translates that into wins, especially doing that on the road. It is incredibly difficult to get road wins in general, but when you do that or qualify this, Tony, with single possession wins, as we have seen on their resume and the Big Ten Conference so far this year, that is incredibly impressive. You go back to last week, too, they had a single possession win at home against Maryland. That means you are executing late. We all know, as of right now, Zach Eady is the, the college basketball player of the year. But what we have seen with this team is a high elite level of execution late. So I wouldn't worry about the squeakers because – especially on the road, it's tough enough to get those wins. But when you execute late and then you get those one-possession wins, that, to me, makes a team look even more impressive, Tony, and Purdue is that. Talking to JMV from 93.5-1075, the fan, right here in beloved Indianapolis. I should mention that the IU women are, uh, are doing damn well. Uh, in basketball as well. I mean, it's just it's one victory after another in some in some rather impressive fashion. But I need to bring it over to the Indianapolis Colts before we get to a, a first look at the Super Bowl in a couple of weeks, the Chiefs and the Eagles. Um, I said last week, last week I said this coaching search for the Colts is going so poorly. And then second look at Saturday and the other ones that people are going to say anything that happened with the Colts clearly isn't the fault of Frank Reich. He will get uh, let off the hook and he'll have another job. Sure enough, he's now the coach of the Carolina Panthers, where I believe he threw the first touchdown in their history. Uh, Frank has a job before the Colts have a coach. Surprised? And what's coming? Um, I'm, I'm a little surprised, I guess, that Frank has a job so quickly. I guess, but that just kind of speaks to the volume. First of all, these guys go in, and sometimes you just wow those that you're talking to, and and it's, it's kind of done, right? So that part does surprise me. The Colts stuff doesn't, and here's why, Tony. We've talked about the aspect of Chris Ballard you know, throwing that wide net. We've kind of made light of that a couple of different times. But the reason why I don't think we've talked about this, he has done it, is you go back to the way that that initial hire – Back when they ended up with Frank Reich, that initial hire with Josh McDaniels, Chris Ballard had mentioned back then, or I should say now about back then, that he was focused in on, he had that single-minded focus on McDaniels, and it ended up burning him. 
he wasn't ready. If you remember, Tony, Frank Reich on a 1 through 10 scale was like number 8. Chris Ballard did not even talk with him before he was hired. That was more of an Ursay. That was more of a Manning. That was more of an old guard. Uh, Tony Dungy saying, hey, Frank Reich is your guy right here. Josh McDaniels bailed in the 11th hour, and Chris Ballard was not prepared for that. So that is, I think, more the focus as to the reason why we see, again, this wide swath of conversations, both one interview, two interviews going into it now, is because of the way that Chris mishandled the first set going way back. And I guess that's another reason why you want to know why he was allowed to handle this one, Tony. But he is. That's what he's doing. And I guess you can say he learned or is learning in the process of his mistakes. What are fans telling you, right? I have people who, who will come to me or, or, or shoot me an, an email and, and give their, their thoughts. But you, I mean, you're 24-7 in it. What are the fans telling you uh, about the Colts? Are they, are they appreciative that they're taking their time? Or are they just plumb embarrassed at this stage of the game? Well, they're embarrassed. There's no doubt about that. They wonder why Chris Ballard is, is still given that high level of trust in which uh, Jim Irsay has given him. Uh, they wonder why Jeff Saturday is still at all being considered. They think that the owner, Jim Irsay, meddle and is meddling way too much and will make the wrong decision. And, Tony, most of this is a product of just what we have seen. Um, it has been consistently inconsistent to awful, as we saw this past year. And it goes from the top on down. It does start with ownership. It goes to the general manager's office, uh, the head coach, and this team we've seen on the field. Right now you have a disgruntled fan base. You have a fan base that started a petition trying to rule out in terms of what the owner is going to say regarding Jeff Saturday. And Jeff Saturday, Tony, you know, is one of those beloved guys in the history of this franchise on the field. So they're frustrated, but they're what, tired, they're tired. Let me, let me jump in. Let me jump in. Yeah. Are, are they telling you that they don't want Jeff Saturday because they don't think he could be a good coach? Or are they telling you they don't want Jeff Saturday because it's it seems to them that Jim Ursay is not serious about a winning team and that this is about Ursay, not about Saturday? No, they tell me that they don't want Jeff Saturday because they think Jeff Saturday is a joke of a coach. That's it. I think he's a joke of a coach. They think that his, his coaching resume should be represented by that one win disaster when he has taken over. Um, that's what they feel about Jeff Saturday, and they don't want Jeff Saturday. In fact, they want much more anybody else, if you will, other than Jeff Saturday. They just believe that ultimately Jim Irsay is going to side with Jeff Saturday and say, hey, I'm the owner of the team. This is who I'm going to end up selecting right here. But, yeah, they just don't want – Jeff Saturday in the future, and they have tried to let it be uh, very, very known locally, no doubt. JMV 93.5107.5 The Fan. I appreciate you being with us. Whether it's audiobooks or all time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.